Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments to relax, just uh, be reminded of how much God loves us unconditionally, and that our past, present, and future are now, that we are redeeming the time and living in eternal life right now. Your past, your present, and your future, we think of them as separate entities, but they don't affect your spirit at all. And in a sense, they don't affect your soul at all. Because time is part of this world, this natural realm. Again, it affects our soul, mostly because we believe it. This is why letting the Lord change our beliefs is so important because it affects our expectations, our willingness to change, our willingness to let God heal us and revise and reform our soul and rejoin our soul to our spirit. In a lot of ways, we really don't know where we're at in time, where we're at in God's purpose and plan for our world, our nation, perhaps even your family. You may be in limbo with lots of questions. But your spirit already knows everything about your future, the decisions you need to make, whatever guidance you need. Your soul, your spirit has already received all the guidance. Again, your spirit is not restricted by this time thing. This is one of the ways we overcome time is by reviewing and letting the Lord bring to our attention any areas where, for instance, our fear of the future, our regret and guilt over past mistakes or things that have happened to us, those can all affect our being able to receive God's love now to receive the healing and the restoration and again the reunion the oneness that God has for us now this also affects our even even the instruction we're talking about now about 
engaging the supernatural, that there are things we can do and, and looking at this objectively. If we think that God has a timetable for us, that if we don't accomplish certain things or if we don't mature or if we don't achieve or whatever, whatever your, your preconception is, there, there are going to be consequences, negative consequences. And likewise, if we do achieve certain things and we do, whether it's bring glory and honor to God or, you know, start a ministry or achieve, you know, evangelism or change the world, that that's going to get you credit with him. Now, just stop for a minute and maybe even get out a pen and a paper. Did anything I just said cause a spark, either bother you or catch you, bring a thought to your mind? That, there's an, that God has an expectation that if you achieve something, or if, if you fail to achieve something, he will hold it against you. And that if you do achieve something, he will give you credit. I want you to take those thoughts. If anything sparks any interest, take those thoughts to the Lord. Make a special time to, 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 sit, to sit quietly with him and let him bring to your mind or your heart any area any lies you're believing about his unconditional love and a lot of times we think oh yes his love is unconditional but his acceptance isn't that in order to that he's still going to love me but he's going to be disappointed in me he's still going to love me but there are consequences for my disobedience He's still going to love me, but I'm never going to achieve what I was supposed to have achieved. He still loves me, but I'm going to miss out on that crown he has for me. Well, part of our challenge is that we think that that's what is coming, but that also God does things our way. that we can still love people and hurt them at the same time, hold things against them. We really have no perception about what God's unconditional love is like. And there's only one way you're ever going to know what his unconditional love is like. That's by experience. You can study it, you can preach about it, you can ask God for it, but only by experiencing his unconditional love will you really know what it's like. Fortunately, your spirit has, is experiencing God's unconditional love right now. 
and your soul, even without you being aware of it, is being conformed and brought into reunion with your spirit. So as that occurs over time, your soul will experience unconditional love. Now, is that a good thing? Yes and no. It depends on what your goal is. If your goal is to try to make God happy, it's not going to be a good thing. Because God's going to say, I'm already happy. I don't need your help. We're going to not have anything to do. And we are so used to either earning something from God or working to get something from God or acting doing, being, there's always, we, we find it so hard to just receive God. There's no, and then, there's no little asterisk, look for the footnote. God wants you and is conforming you, making you able to receive unconditionally what he wants to give unconditionally. And our only response is to say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my love. This is the process, though. And we've been talking, you know, for months now about engaging the supernatural and having our eyes opened and changing our lifestyle so that we can embrace what God has for us, going in the direction he wants us to learn. There are some things we know that he wants us to learn as we learn to live and move and have our being in the spirit, there are there's a direction he has us going that is the way our soul and body and spirit cooperate and work with one another. There is a pathway there. Now, as we start on that pathway, the goal is not to do things right or to get things done or to achieve a to arrive somewhere. The goal is the process. To incorporate what we're learning into our lives on a moment-by-moment basis. So as we go through the eight steps, what these are meant to do is give us, I don't know, hooks or guidelines or simply encouragements, a starting point, 
a a a sign, a a street sign. You're on the highway. You pass a sign that says, you know, 20 miles to Chicago. It gives you an idea where you are in relationship to other things. Gives you an idea of progress, location, if you're on the right highway. Oops, I wasn't going to Chicago. I was going to Dallas. So what these eight steps do is give us an objective starting point. And engaging the supernatural, all we're doing is maintaining an interest in God. Maintaining a turning to him. And you'll see what we what I mean as we go through these. But one of the things, one of the outcomes that will occur and I can say it will occur because we're actually going to be learning the habits that your soul already has. Your soul desires to respond to your spirit. But your soul has forgotten how and has other voices yelling in its ears. But over time, God is retraining your spirit to be reunited with your soul, to hear from your from your spirit to your spirit. Your soul will be able to hear better from your spirit. Remember, your spirit is already one with God. So if your soul is joined to your spirit, your spirit's already joined with God. Your soul becomes rejoined through your spirit to God. So does that mean our soul was always meant to be connected to spirit, to God? You know, I don't know the nature of our soul. I don't even know about the nature of our body. And I'm not sure how God connects them. I think it's been so long for us as as beings that we've been spirit, soul, and body that we really have no idea how any of that works. And I don't know whether we will understand that while we're here on this earth, and that's fine. But I can encourage you to not stress out about trying to achieve a certain level of supernatural experience. Let God bring you through the path as he chooses. Our purpose with these instructions is to increase your awareness of what is likely going on in your life right now. 
we often think that God comes along and gives us supernatural experiences. And that if we increase our awareness, we will invite him to give us more supernatural experiences. And we experience those supernatural experiences because we have achieved some level of something. And what I want to have you think about and ask the Lord about for you, isn't it more likely that these supernatural experiences are already happening all around you? but you're not aware of them. Whatever your situation is right now, whether you're, you're driving and listening to these podcasts or listening to this radio broadcast, look around wherever you are. Do you give a second thought about the air you're breathing? Do you give a second thought about, you know, turning the radio on or off or what you're, what otherwise you're doing, what you're thinking, what you're, what you're wearing. Do you give your environment much thought at all? No, because you're used to your physical environment. You already know how your eyes work, your ears, all your physical senses. You already know about them. So you are familiar and comfortable with your physical environment. So you don't really think about, oh, I want to experience sunlight. And when I do experience sunlight, it will have some special meaning. No, you go outside if you're inside and experience sunlight and enjoy it because it's part of the your physical environment as long as it's daytime. Likewise, the air that you breathe. You don't think, oh, you know, nobody, most of the time, we don't think, okay, I need to take another breath, and it needs to be air. Where's the air? Oh, there's some air. Air is part of our environment. We've gotten used to breathing in, now, we can tell when there's a problem with the air. Our bodies let us know. And this is part of the process of what we'll learn about the soul, about the soul letting us know there's something going on in the supernatural realm. But just as our physical environment has become familiar to us, it's not frightening. And it's not work. Now we'll, we can learn to appreciate it more and value our physical environment or see changes that need to be made in our physical environment. But in the supernatural realm, we can be just as comfortable as we are in the physical environment. So this is not something, yes, it will take change. And that change can, can take effort. Sometimes God just changes things without us being really aware of what he's doing. But a lot of times 
he puts us in situations where he puts his finger on things. Whether it's a lifestyle or a belief or reliance on the strength of our soul, for instance, or hiding a weakness in our soul, whatever it is. He puts he puts his finger on it because he's ready to deal with it. Not because he's trying to shame us or get us to change or even to make us feel bad. A lot of times he puts his finger on something and that's all he does. We don't even need to understand what it is or that it needs to be changed or what needs to be changed. So don't rely on your understanding. Okay, does that make sense? When God puts his finger on something, when he even let's say he brings a memory or an experience you had growing up and you don't even understand, it may not even mean anything to you, but he's bringing it up. You say, Lord, is there anything you want to talk to me about with this? And there isn't. You say, okay, Lord, well, then what's next? We don't have to understand what he's doing. We don't have to get emotional about it or relive things or make up for things. Now, there may be times when he puts his finger on things that we do, that, that we do need to go back and correct or revisit. But it's not for his sake. It's for our sake. That's how the healing will come, or the freedom. Sometimes it's not for our healing and freedom. It's for someone else's. And this is, you can see how very personal our, our relationship with God is. Our relationship with a living God. It's not based on a book or a Sunday activity or songs we sing or emotions or even our beliefs. We have a very personal relationship with a very personal God because he has a very personal relationship with your spirit. Again, your spirit being reunited with your soul and your body. To what end? So that you can enjoy him. You can receive his love. What that looks like, again, we don't know. Now, part of that, as that happens, you'll be taking on his nature in your soul. You already have it in your spirit, but in your soul and your body. His nature is love. But it looks like giving. This is a process that he teaches us to do because it's what we are. You are a loving being. You are a giving being. That's who you are in your spirit. But what it looks like, how it operates in your soul and in your body, that's the process we're working on. So let's at least get started on these eight steps. We've been talking about the, the steps in terms of 
making up a plan, making up a strategy. When Say you wanted to make a lifestyle change. You'd figure out, okay, I'm going to have to get up five, you know, five minutes earlier every morning. How do I do that? Or this is something I want to, you know, wanna, I want to get a new job. How am I going to have to do that? Um, I, I want to start, you know, a new hobby, get out more with people, whatever it is. How do I do that? You come up with a strategy. And that's all this is. These eight steep steps to engaging the supernatural. We're setting our sights and we're, we're letting the Lord draw our focus to the supernatural realm. And we have, hopefully by now, you've, you understand that this is your soulical, the soul functions in the supernatural realm. This is the way God created it. This is not something that's special or set aside for certain people. Your soul functions in the supernatural realm, just as your physical body functions in the natural realm. So this is not something odd or unusual or fearful or whatever about wanting to understand what's already happening. Your soul is already functioning in the supernatural realm. You are just not aware of it. So really all we're doing is increasing your awareness. We're going to be working increasing your physical senses, your soulical senses, and learning about even your spiritual senses. But these are all part of the process that we are to enjoy. There is no goal for this. God may give you some, but it's not, the goal is not for you to achieve. The goal is the process. So we're not trying to, okay, accomplish something and say, if I do these eight steps, I will start having experiences with God in heaven or angelic visitations or be able to raise the dead. Now, those, all, all those things may occur, but that's not the goal. The goal is to be available because your spirit, soul, and body have become one. And our eight steps here, for, God, for you, God may say, nah, yours, you only have five. Conden- let's condense these and down to five. Somebody else you may want to, as you sit with God, he may say, we're going to add three more steps here for you. That's fine. There's no magic formulation and if you don't want to call it engaging the supernatural eight steps to engaging the supernatural if you want to call it something else that's fine because there's nothing magic about it there's nothing spiritual or supernatural or natural about it it's an approach it's a starting point so i'm just going to go through and list them right now and again there are just eight of them and if you want We've been talking about these for a real long time, many, many, many months. And if 
any time you want to go ahead and just sit down and go through them all, go to the website. A lot of this, the very the foundations of this, these teachings, I have are down in books. There's three books. It's the Eternal Life series. So if you want to get those, you can just you know run right through all this. You'll have a much better you know control over the time, and you won't have to be listening to why I why I address other things. You can be moving at your own pace. So feel free to do that. But this is not about pressure. This is not about getting it right. It's not about knowing the right thing to say or, you know, the right thing to pray or ask God. This is about relationship with him, and he loves you. So he's not going to, oh, wait a minute, you didn't say it right, You put or you said things out of order, or, well, that's not really applicable in your situation, or you don't deserve this. When you start spending time with him, and this is really Part of the big purpose of this is to help you to help to encourage you to spend more time with him. So those eight steps are you first make yourself available. Second, it's about being attent- giving attention. Number three is ask. And obviously we'll go through back and fill these all in. Number four is listen. Number five is engage. Number six is respond. Number seven is respect and follow through. And number eight is back to business. So we'll start going through those one by one next week. And again, if you want to get the books, it's on therainersclub.org. If you've got any questions, Drop me a line at Diane at the Rainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Otherwise, we'll be getting back together again this same time next week. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. <laughs>